0: Open fire. Now that I have your attention, welcome to the Chiss
1: Ascendancy Podcast. I'd be careful where I was sticking my nose if I were you.
2: everybody welcome back to
3: the Chiss ascendancy
2: well 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 here we are and uh so it's been a couple of weeks um man it's been a crazy couple of weeks here for me um for those of you who are fans of the channel or maybe this is your first time listening in i don't know why that would be the case but we're we're happy to have you um if you are a listener
3: keep keep listening
2: though uh yeah, welcome. Uh, if you are a listener, you know probably that uh, I just had uh, my third son. Well, my wife pushed him out, but I welcomed him into the world. Um, unless we have so... a uh,
3: a big daddy scenario, or no, no, that's the that's the what movie am I thinking of? It's got Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, oh, yeah, 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 and Danny DeVito. I don't know, that sounds I know what you're talking about, but. Dan Demito's a scientist and Arnold Schwarzenegger Not is like twins. A, it's the one like where, where Arnold Schwarzenegger mother. has the baby. He gets pregnant. Big Daddy's the one with uh 2022
0: 20, of them ahead of their time.
2: Schwartz
3: are pregnant.
2: Um, so uh basically we had our baby, our third baby, um this past Sunday. Uh, but it's been really crazy because we were kind of waiting, um, just some different complications. Definitely the most Difficult pregnancy out of the three, so um, but he's here, he's happy, he's healthy, and uh, so we're excited that he's here, but that's why we haven't been recording uh, reviews for the last couple of weeks of the book of Boba Fett, which, of course, anybody who knows me knows I made 30 days of Boba Fett. I was not happy about missing the last two weeks, but uh, I made
3: an exception for my son. If anyone like me is uh, still thinking about the thing I brought up, the name of the film is Junior. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Very cool. So here's what we're going to do.
2: Samuel's got T-minus about 30 minutes or so. um, And so that doesn't mean the show has to be just 30 minutes, uh, but we want to get lots of his thoughts and feelings um, Mm -hmm. out there about these last couple of episodes. And uh, so we're going to do a couple of things. We are going to review the last two episodes of the book of Boba Fett. And then we're going to look ahead Uh, to what the finale might look like (laughs) and Boba Fett here himself is in the chat
3: (laughs) (laughs) what a beautiful profile picture you have Zach right you look so handsome who took that
2: so uh, for anyone who doesn't know we have a couple of guests on today Uh, so the gentleman in the beautiful black chrysanthemum shirt that looks like black chrysanthemum peeking out of his left breast (laughs) <laughs> is uh, Chance. Uh, Chance is a, a good buddy of ours, and uh, I've known him for about 10 years. And then, uh, below me is Zach Pachone, and uh, he is the second biggest Boba Fett fan I know behind myself. And uh, but uh, so Zach and Chance are here with us, and so, um, me, Zach, Chance, Samuel are all in different kinds of the same work. Uh, but chance and Zach work just, uh, a building over from me. And so there's lots of times that it'll be a slow Thursday and I'll slither off to, uh, their office to talk about what's been going on in star Wars. So they, I asked I gotta, they to join us. And so here we are.
0: I got to say, this is the first, the first time I've been in a zoom meeting with
2: Zach that his camera was actually on him. I'm shocked. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, so here's what we're going to do first. We're going to do, like I said, Samuel's a little bit crunched for time. So we'll get the review out and I'd love to, um, review the last two episodes of the book Boba Fett. And then we'll jump ahead to our thoughts, predictions and predictions like, Hey, this is probably going to happen. And other predictions like no way, but here's what I want to see happen for the finale of the book of Boba Fett. My goal is to get this out by, uh, late on Tuesday, uh, February 8th so that this can be available and see how many of our prophecies come to pass in, a, in the few uh, wee hours of the morning. So uh, for Zach and Chance, here's what a review looks like on the Chastity to podcast. Uh, it's five uh, parts, and we're going to skip the fifth part until we go into our predictions for the finale. So number one's overall thoughts on the episode. Number two is rating the episode. Number three, standout moments. Number four, new characters. And then fifth is looking ahead. Uh, So obviously we'll be looking ahead at the end of this episode towards the finale of season one of the book of Boba Fett. I say season one because I'm very much expecting a season two uh, and we'll see where that takes us. So um, I guess I'll start with chance up here. Uh, Give us your overall thoughts on the meat of the episode of the book of Boba Fett chapter five, uh, which is the basically Mandalorian uh, pilot for a season three.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that that kind of nails it. It was, it was great to see Mando back on the screen was not upset about that at all. Obviously, you know, didn't see Boba in the episode, but man, it was just cool to catch up with Mando to see what he was doing. You know, my wife and I, we always watch that show together and we've said several times that man, I could just watch a whole season of Mando just doing bounties. I don't need it, you know, to tie into a greater story, even though I'm glad it is, is I just like watching. I just like watching him do what he does. Uh, I loved getting the, uh, I can bring you in warm. I can bring you in cold blind in. In fact, that was great hearing him say Heck it yeah. again. It, it went back to that Western feel ish. Uh, obviously the Clotillians was a different feel and, and uh, it was like the Western meets uh, a, a mobster movie. Uh, yeah, it space. showed whatever
2: happens if the South ever gets in a fight with the North again.
0: Tony, man, it was uh, it was it was awesome. I, I, <laughs> I loved it. So overall, overall, I uh, it's one of my favorite episodes of Mando I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah,
2: so. yeah, it was definitely a Mandalorian episode. Um, yeah. But something I thought was interesting. Um, OK, so as a Star Wars fan, stoked as a Boba Fett fan. I was like, what the frick is going on? Uh, just because I felt robbed for my boy. Uh, but the interesting thing is the book of Boba Fett is sort of an interlude, a sidestep in the what they're calling the Mandoverse. And uh, so I think what I'm having to realize is the, the Mandalorian is based on Boba Fett. You see what I'm saying? Like the Mandalorian is everything we knew about Boba Fett as far as never takes his helmet off, quiet demeanor, all of those things. So I can't be upset when the Mandalorian does great Boba Fett impressions for a whole episode because the Boba Fett we're getting in the book of Boba Fett, although it's a a very cool fleshing out of the character. He can't be the exact same person that we've seen the Mandalorian be because then they're too similar. They have to diverge. They have to split at some point. So um, I was a little butthurt to see the Mandalorian be better NFL. as uh, hey Nicole, uh <laughs> to be better as Boba Fett. Um, but you know what? I think that um, instead of letting that poison my my heart towards the episode, I just, I, I just enjoyed it. I just okay. dove into it. Um, and so I agree. I thought it was really good. Uh, so moving to the second portion of the, uh, the concept of this review, what would you give it out of 10? So, uh, one being, uh, an episode of star Wars where it's just, um, you know, the worst star Wars you've ever seen, although it's good, it's star Wars. So it's still good, but your least favorite star Wars is a one and, uh, your favorite star Wars is a 10. What do you rate episode five of the book of Boba Fett chance?
0: I mean, for me, just thinking about, even though, again, it didn't have Boba in it, I, I, I found myself missing the Boba storyline. Uh, but I still think that overall, I, I would I would give it a nine or a ten for sure.
2: Yeah, it was maybe some it's, it's interesting because there's been two times already this year that I've seen the book of Boba Fett and been like, that's the best Star Wars I've seen since Revenge of the Sith. And episode two of the book of Boba was that the train heist one. Um, with the cool drugs lizard that Boba sniffs and the, the sand people. Uh, but as far as an episode of Star Wars, I would, I would, I would have to agree. Um, I'm going to jump over to, uh, to Samuel real quick. Uh, I know Zach was a little bit late getting on, so I don't want to rush his thoughts. Um, but Samuel, what was your thoughts on uh, Chapter 5, The Return
3: of the Mandalorian? chapter five um i'm gonna skip ahead to part two and then come back to part one i i'll probably give it in the nine to nine point five range oh snap that's high Uh, for samuel y'all is really high for me uh i i enjoyed it quite a bit um i am not as big of a boba fett fan as you are so even though this is the book of boba fett and it's just like kind of a limited run i was also very excited for the other content um mainly just to explore some stuff that um, one selfishly I'm, a, I'm excited that it's a setup basically for Mando season three, um, right. because it means we're going to be able to hit the ground running. So that, that bodes well for what's going to happen there. But I also uh, enjoyed seeing the intricacies of things that were playing out because these are questions that we kind of had beforehand. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Actually. I, w- I was really upset when it ended I like getting to see Mando use the dark saber in combat. I thought that was really cool. I like seeing uh, how using a lightsaber impacts somebody who's not a Force user because it seemed to, like, he said, like, the more he uses it, the heavier it gets. So it, there's some sort of, like, dynamic in it that shows the life of the Kyber crystal that it actually, like, Uh, Interacts with the the lightsaber wielder to some degree. Do you think that that's
2: specific to the dark saber because it's got more of that mythology surrounding it, or do you think that is lightsabers in general for non force users?
3: Um, I would say perhaps the dark saber is unique only because the hilt's made of kyber or uh, made of uh, beskar. So yeah, it's it's probably going to be heavier than your average lightsaber. But I would say that it probably alludes more to the fact that the kyber crystal is like kind of a living thing i just uh i had a long sunday but i had like an hour off so i read my entire collection of darth vader comics and in in that as is, you should yeah you know it's just killing time with an entire collection of darth vader comics uh there's that line where darth vader's like reclaiming a, a lightsaber and so part of it is where Palpatine's talking about how a Sith makes his saber. And he says that the Kyber's like strangely alive, that it, you know, it has some sort of life of its own, some sort of will of its own. Hmm. Um, so I think that that's kind of a cool thing to toss into what's a little bit more mainstream Star Wars content, even though it's not really fleshed out. Yeah. Um, I liked seeing the Naboo fighter. I thought that was cool. Not sure I'm like married to the idea of it being like his, like it's a cool A to B. I don't think it's a great utility vehicle. Like he basically lived in his in his previous ship so i, I kind of want to see I've, I've talked to you i think i talked to you about this um but i kind of want to see it like be a ghost phantom kind of scenario where it's like a drop ship and he can leave you know his new like actual cruiser like out in orbit if he needs to like just make a planetary run yeah but as far as what he does i don't think it's super practical it is freaking sick though it's sickness yeah i think it's awesome it,
2: it reminds me of like Uh, Okay. Like Zach, for instance, Zach has a motorcycle, but he doesn't drive his motorcycle every day. There are days for your motorcycle, uh, but there's days for your regular car. And so it's it's raining, you know? Yeah. So I think uh, it makes me, it makes me think like, I agree. I think right now it's supposed to be very symbolic of his transition from full-time bounty hunter to like, he doesn't need to carry around. Yeah. He doesn't work for stay-at-home Mandalore. Yeah, a he car to... the car seat in the back
3: too. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. like a little. Yeah. it looks Whenever... like one of those domes at the at the zoo that you can like go into the prairie dog exhibit <laughs> and like. And
2: pop <laughs> at least, at least, if Grogu throws up now, it's on himself. Like it's just in that one little spot. It doesn't get on Mando anymore. Yeah. Um. So okay. So Zach, I'll pan over to you real quick. Uh, overall thoughts and a rating for Chapter Five: The Return of the Mandalorian.
1: Yeah. I, was, I don't know if you can exactly call it a book of Boba Fett episode. The past no. two episodes are pretty much all Mando. I guess swing. that's a, that's a different conversation, but uh, no, I, I loved it. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite pieces of star Wars content they've put out in a while. Right. Um, I, I talked to you and chance a little bit about this, like after it came out a couple weeks ago of like just the world building that happens because you see so much, back the back side of star wars where it's the we talked about instead of there being sewers there's the under part of the, the halo ring whatever that is like so right they're totally. on the outside of it and then um like the meat locker and um uh just seeing seeing things that are in star wars that you don't really think about or that you're not i'm never like i want to see what a meat locker is like in star wars but you got to see it and it was actually really cool I don't, just little small details that help build more star wars
2: right and part of like what if a dog had a beard
1: right (laughs) (laughs) but the first the first uh four episodes of book of boba have felt kind of claustrophobic where you're in one spot yeah i think boba is just a bigger character so i also think i was gonna say i think
2: I think that the the Tuscan side of the first couple of episodes, I think that's one of the reasons it stood out because you were on Tatooine, but it didn't feel like you were on Tatooine because you're with right. the Tuscans.
1: Um, I think I think Mando isn't is... Tatooine
3: the only place where the
2: Tuskens are. <laughs> yeah, but you get what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I think Mando yeah. is the character that we were all wanting in Boba Fett, though right um, I, I think the the mysterious intrigue that like western like i wonder i wonder who this guy is i think they kind of took that and ran ran with that for mando uh <laughs> but i i loved chapter five i'd probably rate it a uh probably a nine also i just think the it was just pure star wars and yeah like i said a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that was just really well done it seemed like they spent a lot more money on that episode too um
2: yeah we I talked the about the the um i don't know what we want to call it not world building because that's like planet to planet but i guess like set design seemed a lot I more like detailed pieces, and like little things moving and stuff
1: the graphics the back like yeah. like when you see scenes there's like stuff happening 200 yards away like small little details and i think that's what happens
2: like, when you get out of like one building
0: right also it's the it's the the director though i mean the director of episode five they uh she was the it was a it was a right there was a specific episode in mando that was
2: done same director
0: yeah she's on the she's
3: on like the team of directors for mando and Um, was she she did the really great one where uh
2: where boat you the bo-katan reveal even though screw bo-katan um the Bo-Katan <laughs> reveal from Mando season two where you had the Corin or you had the Mon Calamari with like the fishing sweater on yeah. and like all that kind of stuff that was Bryce Dallas Howard's episode like
0: her it seems like she is intentional to kind of have nods to these other things like mm-hmm. more there's a lot of easter eggs I feel like in five
3: yeah and I feel uh, like she it, made it pretty accessible too. like kind of talking about the the butt or the backside of Star Wars like Zach brought up Like, there's the whole airport security scene. Like, that's freaking hilarious. And,
1: like, him on the, like, the, it's like a bus, uh, like a Greyhound bus when he's in the thing, the the Rodian, like the little kid sitting in front of him. It's just so much
3: more random things. Yeah, it's just like regular life in Star Wars. It's really funny. It's it's relatable, but still Star Wars. You know what I mean?
0: Are we all still waiting to find out? Like, something, something happened when they, through the airport security, right? Like, they went to all the trouble of, Watching him unload all of his weapons. And then I thought for sure when they reopened the case, something was going to be gone. Nothing was gone. Like,
2: yeah. I had to have
0: a reason to show all that, right? Like, I something's going to be up.
2: I think it's just what Samuel was saying. I think it's just the relatability. Like, there's not really a point of showing the little kid bugging him on the back of the seat. But it makes all of us who have ever gone to an airport go, <laughs> or for those of us who have kids go, oh, Jesus Christ, somebody get that kid. Like, I don't know about you guys. A lot of people felt for Mandalorian and that scene I felt for the Rodian's mother who was sitting next Mom. to him because I was like, that's that dumb kid turn around because I'm the one that has, you know, a four-year-old, two-year-old and a newborn who are always like, you know, what are you doing? Like, looking <laughs> behind the seat. So I was like that poor
1: Rodian but i love it it they gave it to us in such a star wars way yeah Yeah. exactly
3: like it was like every every day but star wars i think this is
2: also for me um leading up to the book of boba fett doing the whole 30 days of boba stuff i found myself like continuing to harp on anything karen travis wrote about the republic commandos and the stuff from uh legacy of the force where boba fett becomes the mandalore And I was telling, I I remember I was saying this multiple videos that, um, I feel sad that Karen Travis isn't a part of any of the star Wars writing stuff anymore because she fleshed out the Mandalorian culture more than anybody else had up until we get Mandalorian. and, And even now, like the content she put out, there's more depth for the Mandalorian like culture and what she's put out in a handful of books than what we've gotten in the Mandalorian so far. And I felt like the, the chapter five of book of Boba when it was like, Hey, stories of eons past tell of the mythosaurs rise to prominence and bringing back, you know, the, the re prominence of the Mandalorians um, stuff like that. We had never gotten before. And so even though obviously I missed Boba, we got so much uh, rich history and background from what was going on in the, just the stuff that the, the armorer was saying to, to the Mandalorian. So let me ask you guys this real quick. We'll move on to six and then we'll go from there. But what do you guys think about when she's talking about the Mythosaur rising is going to bring about the return of the prominence of the Mandalorian people? A. And B. Whenever she asks if he's removed his helmet and he has to say yes because he has to tell the truth by creed. And she says the only way you can atone is to wash in the, uh, the water under the mines of Mandalore. What do you think? Is there anything that you're like, I think it means this, but I think this is what's going to happen. Any of those, any tinfoil hat moments for y'all in those moments? Or is that just me?
3: I like on a wild hair predicted that Luke would make an appearance in the show. Cause I was like, why the heck not? And it happened. So I don't, I like, I think it's no holds barred or uh, yeah, no holds barred at this point. Like I'm freaking anything could happen. I don't think we're going to see anything on it until Mando season three. Um, sure. I think that's going to be like more of his story um i expect that a lot of the rest i mean there's just one episode left um i think it's it's going to be a little bit predictable because it's kind of the episode three sort of situation where you know how episode three had to end you know when it was released back in the day so um i think it's just going to be like kind of a wrapping up of boba fett story i think it's going to be very much returned to jabba's palace and mos espa and what's going on with the pikes i mean because that's where it has to close right but it's all been like building up to that point um as far as like the prophetic side of what the armorer said, I try to take it a little bit more literally because she doesn't really seem to uh, like talk very like out there. It seems like most of the stuff she says is pretty like pretty applicable. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, So I think that like, she really expects like the Mandalorians to come back now that the empire's fallen. But I think that there's like a very literal, I mean, I don't know what we're going to, what the frick we're going to see on Mandalore, but. I think it's like a very literal, like he has to go there and carry out this kind of like sacrament almost, you know, yeah. to to restore I guess, himself.
2: I guess what I, what I thoughts that I've had, people have messaged me and stuff. The cool thing about this whole channel is now that I've had my Star Wars Instagram and now I have, the, we, you know, I'm part of the podcast. It's cool because when people have ideas, like, I feel like I'm one of those landing points for like, did you see this? What do you think about this? And I, that's probably my favorite part of this whole thing is. You know, Zach or Chance or one of my Instagram buddies text me and is like, "I know they said this, but what do you think about this theory concerning that?" And it's interesting to me that she's like, "Well, songs of Eon's past tell of the mythosaurs rising back up," and when she clo- when she's about to open up her her you know toolbox to to make Grogu his uh, tiny uh, Wallace and Grumman undershirt, <laughs> um, there's the Mythosaur symbol is on that cabinet and. There is someone who wears the mythosaur crest on their Mandalorian armor, and it's Boba Fett. And I'm wondering if he's going to be the one that brings the Mandalorians back to prominence.
3: And I, uh, the only reason I would say no is because she's such a stickler for like the old ways, and Boba Fett's almost entirely departed from them. Yeah, but right, don't about you her? think
1: don't you think Mando's going to kind of have a realization of the stuff that he's been taught is kind of old and backwards because it's a lot of Death Watch religion or belief right yeah i yeah. think i
0: think mando and the and the armor are gonna end up duking it out at some point
1: yeah i think uh, yeah, that i don't know that they're gonna be friends much longer
2: <laughs> well dude imagine if like okay first of all Paz visla she says there's three to her knowledge there's three mandalorians in the whole galaxy and Paz Vizsla's like i'm gonna take that sword and kill you <laughs> and it's like okay so you're gonna rule you in the armor what the freak is your problem bro like shouldn't y'all just be like breeding at this point like why are you gonna try to <laughs> kill off the only my, other source of my of biggest concern reconstructive uh
1: properties is i feel like this is gonna be a ray becoming a skywalker thing and den's gonna figure out a way for like everyone can be a mandalorian well the
2: cool That'd thing is mandalorians are concern. are a creed versus just uh, a bloodline but i, mean, I, think, I think um
1: I think, that, I think
0: it's definitely given us some direction for Mando season three. He's going to go back. Yeah. He's going to find out there's, there's, a, they're going to find out there's a bajillion more, right? It's uh
2: what if it's, it's like an Elijah when it's, when it's moment? So it makes it, yeah. What if it's and, an Elijah moment and he thinks he's the only one. And I well, here's the thing,
3: the Tigger movie. I thought that's the analogy you're going to No, The Tigger no, movie should more. never be
2: mentioned ever again. It's the worst movie of all time. Uh, <laughs> but okay. So, If you listen to her dialogue, she says if it weren't for us being on the moon of Concordia, we never would have made it. But if you think about it, that's her saying her group of people was on the moon of Concordia and they never would have made it. But what if, I mean, obviously there's got to be other Mandalorians in the galaxy or what if there's a freaking, because transports in Star Wars are different. Like, okay, let's all get on the city bus. There's only 5,000 of us on here. Like, it's different. So like one ship makes it away. Like, think about that. Like in, in uh, Empire Strikes Back when the when the rebels are trying to get off of Hoth, one transport gets away and apparently the whole rebellion survives. So it's like, how many, you know, one ship gets away on Mandalore? How many people is that?
3: So um, I yeah. also well wonder... And it's like, she's also discounting, like, a great presence of Mandalorians that are still out there that don't necessarily, like, acquiesce to her. Yeah, her thing is... Qualifies as a Mandalorian. Yeah. So right, there's still, sorry. like, Bo-Katan and her uh, cronies or whatever the frick you want to call them. And then Boba Idiot. Fett, is, I mean, he's got the chain code. So by rights, he's got like a Mandalorian kind of lineage. Um, 100%. So, I mean, who knows who the freak else is out there that has nothing else to do with like maybe Bo-Katan's <laughs> little diatribe or, you know, obviously Boba Fett's the last one of his type, but you know what I mean? Like she's only, she's saying that like to her knowledge, there's only this many people that are Mandalorians that are also do exactly what I want to do. So I mean, it's very possible that there's the the greater body of Mandalorians out there that haven't necessarily been as rigid as she is.
2: Well, I think that perhaps there's, uh, you know, I think that she's going to um, I think that she's going to be the, you know, an enemy at some point. But I also think that maybe that the Mandalorian will find long lost family in someone like Boba Fett because Boba Fett and the Mandalorian have way more in common than he realizes, like, I don't think, I don't think Boba Fett's going to die in the finale. I just, to me, that's not productive. Like we haven't it's even a lot seen
0: it. It's a lot of work to bring him back just to kill him again.
2: Right. So if, if he is going to die, it's going to be in another project. Um, so anyways, um, I as guess far we're going to get in- other
1: Mandalorians, like in Rebels, don't we find other houses kind of spread out?
2: Yeah. But that's before the night of a thousand tears. Oh, okay, true. So, like Damn. Sabine's that cautionary, or but not? They went Sabine, on Mandalore, but, though. Um, I think that they had spread out, like Sabine and her house, and everybody had kind of spread out a little bit. But they all got back together to try to drive the Empire off of Mandalore, and that's when Sabine gives the dark saber to to uh, to Bo Katan.
1: But there could be possibility that not everybody responded oh, to that call. Yeah, one
2: hundred percent. That's what I'm saying is I think that, like, we know for a fact Sabine's still out there. Sabine's going to be a huge part of the Ahsoka show. So that's one more Mandalorian at least. So the armor is not counting other people.
0: It's going to be like the ready player one at the end when it's the, hey, everybody, there's this big moment. If we don't all rally, we're never going to, you know, we're going to lose this.
3: Yeah, It's going to be everybody
0: rallying behind you know it's going to be everybody rallying behind mando and and whoever's with him in that moment.
3: Well I mean he has the dark saber so like by all rights you could tell the armor that she's not a mandalorian anymore.
2: Yeah, I've been seeing that meme where it's like <laughs> tell her you're not a mandalorian. Dude, <laughs> they're going to fight. It's going to be awesome. I <laughs> think she's, she's
3: probably going to be the good. main antagonist for season 3 is my guess cuz <laughs> he's already got beef with Paz and then the armor is pretty formidable so I I could very much see them kind of like going head to head in season 3 of mando
2: yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So moving on, man, that took a while. We always, we always uh, get so excited <laughs> once we're recording. Uh, okay. So chapter six is, uh, from the desert comes a stranger. Um, mm. and it is just a He's got uh, a nice hat. Yeah. You remember, uh, it's just like a Skittles bag of, of, you know, characters. It's like, you got a red one, a green one, a blue one. uh, You got all of them. So uh, I guess uh, we'll go in the same order. So uh, Chance, why don't you go first overall thoughts and rating for, um, for chapter six of the book of Boba Fett. I have
0: great mixed emotions on this. I love the content, but I found myself really missing the Boba storyline. We got so much back history of Boba. I'm really ready to see, current history of Boba I'm ready to see more of what's going on in Mos Espa I'm ready to see more fighting with the pikes I'm ready I'm ready for that story to advance so I loved just the the almost a sense of nostalgia seeing so like such uh so much of the timeline of Star Wars all coming together in this one spot is obviously special is cool but I, I did find myself wanting Boba back at this point. Uh, and then Cad Bane popped on the screen, and I didn't care about anything else ever again. <laughs> and it immediately increased my rating. You take Cad Bane out of that episode, I probably give it a eight max, maybe a seven, right? Just because of that I felt like it was a, it felt more detourish to me. Uh, so I probably would give it a seven without Cad Bane. But the second I saw a stranger walking in the distance, I was like, oh, I don't care about anything else. That's <laughs>
2: Cad Bane. That's Cad Bane. How quickly. How quickly, when you saw a figure on the horizon, did you know it was Cad? Immediately, instantly,
0: Immediately. I instantly, I turned to my wife and I was like, "That's Cad Bane. That's Cad Bane. That is Cad Bane. That is <laughs> Cad Bane." <'Cause laughs> it I've was
2: been dy- two a.m. at my house. Okay, because <laughs> I every every you know, like in a few hours. I take my recliner and I scoot it to where I'm almost underneath the television in my living room. And then at 2 a.m. I wake up and every week I'm like, oh, frick, why'd I do this, it's 155. And then I'm like, oh yeah, Boca Boba Fett's happening. And I wake up and I was sitting in my recliner and I'm being quiet. You know, I don't want to wake up the boys or anything. And I see the silhouette and I go, it's good pain to myself under my freaking breath.
0: <laughs> Dude, I was so fired up at that point. I didn't care about anything else. I've been, you know, Mando in his own show has such a Western vibe to it that it's inevitable that these two characters have got to meet They're the ultimate.
3: Has uh, to. He's know, like the only Western they character. Have to, that point.
0: These two. Yeah. These two feel like there needs to be a shootout in the street. I can't wait to see it. So immediately Cad Bane's appearance and it uh, automatically puts it right back up to a nine, 10 for me. Uh, and it, it really is just because I'm that excited to see that they put him on the screen.
2: Okay. I, so what would, so you rated it a nine or a 10?
0: With CAD, without CAD, seven,
2: seven and a half. Okay. Um, All right. So let me do this. Um, We Samuel's got to run. Let's get your thoughts and two wild predictions. We'll end this call. We'll jump on a separate call um, right after that.
3: I can just leave.
2: Yeah, I know, but there's four of us, and so we have a time limit, and they're going to make us pay. (laughs) So we're going to give them the runaround. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. we got three minutes and 43 seconds to get off this call, Samuel. So give me your thoughts rating and two wild predictions for the finale.
3: Yeah. Again, I'm on my own man. I'm gonna give you the rating first, a hard 9.5. Uh, oh. cause I gave you a nine to a 9.5 in the last one. This one's a hard 9.5. Okay. Uh, that's just, I, I don't even, I don't even care about. Is Boba this Fett's the best line at this point? Oh uh, God, dang! That was, whew, that's rough. Okay, I know we're getting it get back to it, and I don't mind that. But I got to see Luke in the capacity that I wanted to see him since before Episode Seven came out. Yes, so I'm not mad about yeah. that at all. I thought it was cool to see those droids like building stuff because you see all the freaking landmarks. that you are like, who took the time to stack all the rocks? And it turns out nobody. It's it's robots that look like ants and are also slaves to R2D2. He's like, <laughs> hey, build a bench. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, he I was kind of was the was boss hilarious. man. Oh yeah. He's he's large and in charge. I thought it was cool to see um, that order 66 inclusion, like that kind of repressed memory memory from Grogu mm. um, Cad Bane, obviously a huge thing. I think Cobb Banth is a very cool character. So it's like like the two Western, you know, white hat, black hat kind of face off there. Um, I enjoyed I, I loved it all. Every every single thing that came up that was new, I was like, oh. you know, there's like there wasn't really let down. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I saw a meme that was like, hey, everybody's talking about all the cameos in chapter six. But if you go to like this timestamp, actually, Boba Fett made an appearance in the book of Boba Fett. And I thought that, that he's like, he doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything, but he's there. And I thought that he was really is, funny. I,
2: I have a feeling, especially, okay, if there's not a season two. I feel like he's going to go, go the freak off tonight. Cause he has to, yeah, he's going to go ahead and
3: wait
1: for episode seven. So,
2: yeah.
3: So I, I mean, I'm excited for the conclusion because there's been so much um, there's been such a large hiatus between, you know, yeah. we left off in chapter four. to so everything that has to be done in chapter seven.
2: And everybody's um, forgotten that episode four is when the back to tank spits him out and says you're at a hundred percent now. And we have mm-hmm. not gotten to see him in action since then.
3: Yeah. So um, I'm excited for that. Um, I hope that all the Vespas got a little bit of a tune up because in case there's another chase scene, I want to exceed 70 miles. An yeah, hour that, that way, if somebody oh. can't just
2: sprint away from them and their bikes, <laughs> all right, minute and a half, two wild predictions.
3: Uh, I, man, I don't think we're going to see Luke and Grogu again. I think that's going to get saved again for Mando. Um, Dang, I don't even freaking I don't I mean sky's the limit really I, I really don't know where it's going to go I mean I, I, ex, I expect that Boba's gonna, kind of kind um, of push push the pike syndicate out but I freaking I don't know man it's like my head's like too full of ideas to narrow it down to just like two
1: okay let me, me like, ask
2: you do you think Cad Bane survives the finale yes or no
3: no no he's old he needs to go out die, he needs to go out fight he's 70 years old He's old. I looked it up. The The Duros lifespan caps out at like 75, 80 years old. So yeah. he's a, he's in the twilight years of his life and he needs to go out fighting. There's like no, he doesn't get to die of old age. He's Cad Bane. That's not how he goes out. So, um, all right. All right. We'll, but, we'll let you run before we run out, but right. peace
2: be with you. And we'll, me and Zach and Chance will catch up right after this. And we all need
3: right. your tagline, sir. The only family you have yet is me. All
2: right. We'll catch right back up. All right. So Samuel had to hop off. Um, He's uh, I guess he's got a busy, busy day tomorrow. So he's getting some stuff together. I think it's because he's talking to his girlfriend, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Listen, if my wife walked in and was like, hey, I need you. I'd be like, all right, guys, we're going to cut this meeting short. So I can't really say anything. Um, So we left off with Samuel giving us his thoughts and rating for uh, chapter six. And uh, so, Zach, I wanted to get your thoughts Uh, So from the desert comes a stranger, action packed, cameo filled. What are your thoughts? What's your rating? Tell us all your, all your love for it.
1: Mando season two and a half episode two was also really good. (laughs) That's
2: (laughs) Um, right, dude.
1: To be honest, I don't think I liked it as much as the other one. I love Luke. I loved, I didn't mind the CGI. I thought they killed that the the puppet movement for grogu was a little hilarious but i just kind of chuckled it's weird because i
2: embrace it like i know it (laughs) looks kind of bad but i'm like he's
1: so cute i don't even care i I feel stuck in like a place where i'm I'm like this is what i want more star wars morphine drip even though it's some of it's not the best but it's star wars it's good it's good content as far as the content goes it was great you get to see luke and i think uh maybe down the road we get more of that, like Luke in this early stages of training the temple, and maybe we get to figure out what happened with him and and Ben and hash that out. Who knows? But dude, was I the made, only it made me one, hopeful?
2: Were was anybody else thinking when we saw okay? So right off the bat, when I saw the androids and they were starting to build the temple, I immediately was thinking this looks like the temple from The Last Jedi that burns right. down. Number one, number two, um, I totally thought that we were going to see uh, a young Ben Solo there visiting Uncle Luke oh, cool. or coming to check it out. I thought that would be crazy. I know that this is supposed to be basically like five-ish years after Return of the Jedi, so he'd only be like four or five. But I mean, I know he didn't start his training until around 10, but I was like, holy crap, what if, you know? It could be um, something. He could
0: make an appearance in in Mando.
2: Like, yeah, did like he quit? could I just thought he would stop by. Like I, he doesn't need to be an apprentice yet, but hey, it'd be cool to see okay, him. It's
1: probably still a little early. I think maybe they'll wait. We're not like, sure what planet as as that is, though, right? Like
0: like we don't actually know what planet that is. People speculated,
2: but It's for sure the planet where Luke's temple was burned down from the vision of right. the last Jedi right we right, not actually know where it is. Um, I don't think so because like in the Rise of Kylo Ren comics, um it just says like Jedi temple. I don't think it ever says a location of like, you know, here's where you are. I don't think that ever happens. So, um,
1: but, uh, but yeah, I loved the loot content. I think other than that, it was just like the Cobb Vanth and um, Cad Bane stuff. Uh, what I appreciated was at the beginning of the episode, when you see Vant, uh fire on those guys, you can see like how skilled he is with his gun. Like he's, He's there for a reason, doing what he's doing for a reason. And then when you, see Cad, when you see Cad walk up at the end, and he just does it so effortlessly at such an old age as well. I think someone said like comparing age for like Duros and humans. He's basically like a hundred years old human wise. So and so,
2: yeah. I think the so the average lifespan of a human is like sixty something. I don't know, <laughs> eighty something. What's the average yeah. lifespan? Seventy. It's got to be like eighty-five. So. The average lifespan for a juros is eighty. Uh, they, they die slightly younger than us. So for okay. him to
1: show up, but basically he's walking. He's seventy, in there so as, it's like he's eighty, right? Right. And he he just does away with them, no problem. And I I think because I think Vanth is a great character, and I I just wanted to point out like he's he's very skilled, but even now, Cat at his age just dropped him like no I like, So I think it elevates and how great the
2: skill Kat of is. okay so. Were Did I, were you guys also like going back and pausing it to see where Cad Bane got, or no, where Cobb Vance got shot?
1: No.
2: Dude, I went back, it was 2 a.m. and I was like.
0: It looks like it was like right here, right?
2: It's like in the shoulder. So the fact that he pulled and shot him in like a wound area, like a I gotcha area, before he shot the deputy like 76 times, I think it was a warning. Like, I'm faster than you and I'm that accurate. Pow. Right there in the shoulder. Right. Yeah. So I think as long I think Vanth, as the spice keeps survived. running. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, awesome.
1: I love, I love CAD. I think he's a great character.
2: Well, I think, see, uh, totally agree with you seeing how fast Vant was, but I knew how the, okay. So he's old and cop Vanth is fastest freak, but hearing him say, you never should have given up your armor. I was like, well, we know <laughs> how this is going to go.
0: It reminds me of like, uh, you know, back in like, you know, the, when you're watching Clone Wars, you're getting to know Ventress and you see Ventress like taking on, um, you know, Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan at the same time. And she's holding her own. You're like, OK, she's pretty good. And then you see her at a couple of the night Sisters; They're invisible. And Dooku is drugged and woke up in the middle of the night and he still owns all three of them. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like because obviously Dooku didn't get that level of. Uh, of a nod in the movies to his saber skills but in clone wars i was like right wow, dooku is wow that that's incredible yeah. and I so think- i felt like it's kind of like that like you see cob vanth you're like oh dang that guy's like fastest gun in the west and then here comes the next one that's like so much faster that it's like who are you He just dominated just, yeah i just owned, owned it he's the doc holiday of
2: hold
0: of star wars oh. universe okay Cobb vanth
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, Sorry, Mace was letting me know something about the baby. Um, So, yeah, it's really crazy to me because I think uh, Star Wars (laughs) focuses so much on... Well, also, we didn't have TV shows. It was just like two and a half hour movies once every four years. So you don't get to flesh out the characters like you can in the books and things. So Star Wars focuses so much on the character development of the good guys that guys like Maul and Dooku and Grievous, Django, they don't get the exposure they need. You guys want to see something cool? Hey, friend. What's
0: up, little man? <laughs>
2: Look at this little guy. Oh, my goodness. First appearance.
0: I like it. What's up,
2: dude? Say, welcome to the Chiss Ascendancy. He's asleep. <laughs> nice hiccup. But dude, um, What do you
1: think uh, at the end when they explode the cantina? Everybody in there is dead, right? Yeah, think?
2: but Max Rebo wasn't in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters the, to me
0: is that the doot, doot,
2: doot, doot? No, that's the it's the blue guy, the, the piano guy,
0: yeah, yeah. But the that guy was in there, yeah, the homeboy, uh,
2: yeah, what's his he name? He was in there, uh, not Max, Max Rebo is the blue guy, uh, Figurin Dan. I think he's out, dog. He was I think in he's there, Audi. he was in there. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we didn't get enough character development from Dooku, and so to see him take on those, those characters from. Clone Wars and just Merc on them was sick and I think that I agreed it's the same thing for for, uh, Cad Bane where it's like this guy just owned these four pikes it wasn't just three of them he owned four and one of them was so slow on the draw that he let him live because he was reaching for a gun and he was like think it through Um, and the fact that Cad takes him out is going to make Boba look even better when he takes Cad out if that's what happens we'll see Cad Bane cannot kill Boba Fett. If that happens, I'm going to rage.
1: Prediction wise, oh, I don't. I don't know if they're if they're going to give Boba a season two or not. I feel like we're going to see a pretty, if not a full conclusion, like a soft conclusion. Because I don't. Yeah, think I think we'll Boa, get a
2: soft conclusion where Boba can. I agree. Can either can rule continue it if they want, or he but it's can it's go with Mandalorian. Yeah. Mandalorian, maybe.
0: Disney seems to be very focused on giving you a nod to the characters you've always loved, but they seem yeah. very focused on introducing new characters
1: for you to love. That's yeah. kind of what I was saying. The was, Mandalorians, like, the
2: star of this era of Star Wars right now. Right. And that's okay. I think they really
1: want to elevate Mando. And so I think the Boba was kind of like, a okay, okay, we get it. You want to see Boba. Here's yeah. Boba. But still, yeah. this Mando guy is pretty cool, right? I would love, like, I don't mind
2: for Boba to be, like, Okay, so f- for instance, like Finnick Shand isn't Boba's right hand? Like she's willingly there as a partner I- in a sense. I, I would think love guys. I think Finnick's gonna die, and I think that it could be even that maybe Boba's maybe Boba um, could go with the Mandalorian as a partner. You yeah. know, I think, I think
0: we'll see. Cam- Boba in cameos. Cad you can't have Cad Bane come onto the scene as the the opposition and him not kill a main character. A main character has to die. I'm hoping it's not well, it's interesting. I'm hoping it's not not my guy here, but it might be because there a character has to die, and they're not and I don't I agree. I don't think it's gonna be Mando, obviously. I don't think it's gonna be Boba. I think it can't be Mando
2: because Mando's coming out.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's it's I don't think it's gonna be Boba. I do think that we're probably gonna see. Chrysanton or Finnick or maybe even both get killed uh because they're they're characters that we you know, like.
1: I'm starting to but think
0: they they, that, they realize they've got to sacrifice somebody, Cad Bane's on the screen.
1: All the biker gang gone. In an instant.
2: <laughs> We'd be cheering for Cad Bane. Dude, what if the,
1: the episode
2: opens up and the Vespas are just exploded all over the wow, ground and dude. it pans up and Cad Bane goes, Now that I've taken out the trash, can we take this for a little bit more seriously? Or or
0: even better, if all of the Vespas were on fire, and he walked over and took one of their hats, and all he said was, "It was a nice hat."
2: It was a nice hat.
0: That would be awesome.
2: Um. So one thing I think is, uh, what if? uh, Okay. So obviously, oh dang, this dude just pooped. (laughs) He, I'm rocking him, and he's in my hand, and I just felt like a movement. Um. If you're new to the channel, I'm rocking a baby. Uh. But. Uh, You know the the nemesis of any Wookiee is a Trandoshan. So for every Cad Bane versus Boba Fett, I wonder if Bosk is going to be.
1: I think it would be Overload. I don't know that they're going to bring him in. I would I would love it. I just don't know. I would have so
2: chosen. Fast. I would have chosen to see Bosk over Luke Skywalker in the book of Boba Fett. Just me
0: personally. I think it
1: would, it would have been more appropriate. I agree.
0: I agree. I'm just but... glad I've. I, and I told you this a couple episodes ago. I'm really glad to see Anton. I know that you like Bossk, and I, and I, I think boss is a cool character. I've been waiting to see a Wookiee rip somebody's arms off for like 40 years. And yeah. so we finally got to see it, and I couldn't be happier about it. I just want to see angry Wookiee. Like, that's just the character I want dude, to see it, we're gonna of.
2: It's going to be buck wild, dude. And I think in the finale, I think we're going to finally see Boba Fett ride that Rancor.
1: I don't think we're going oh, to yeah. like a Luke yeah. Skywalker reappearance. I think Samuel mentioned oh, earlier. Totally. I think he's done for this this season. I think yeah, maybe because I think come back in a Mando or whatever. But. I think that I the if,
2: big the big decision for Grogu has to be saved for Grogu's right bigger show in the Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, so I think it'll I just be a full fight with all the characters we've already seen. Yeah, I
0: agree. I think one of the things that about the Luke scenes that kind of threw me off a little bit is. Uh, besides the training stuff seemed so forced, like they were trying to show us more scenes than they needed to. They could have just showed us one or two training scenes, and I think we would have got the
2: picture. He was yeah, being that, trained. It took up, it felt like it took up a third of the episode it was, to see it Luke it was too Green. much.
0: I think that I think my the the biggest thing I took from that scene is when he when Luke said, Well, it's less like I'm training him and more like I'm reminding him. And that was probably the biggest takeaway for me from those scenes. But I also, I think that, and I mentioned this to Zach in the office, I said the one line from the episode that I just truly hated was when Luke (laughs) turns to Ahsoka and he's like, will I ever see you again? And I try not to be hard or overly critical of Star Wars because I'm, I'm loyal to the brand, but I was just like, come on, man. Like that was such like a weird, it was so forced because obviously they were just giving a nod to Ahsoka's show and they were giving everybody, you know something to speculate about is luke going to be in the show or a nod
2: to anakin asking his mom will i ever see you again it's okay he went
0: potty maybe maybe that's it i felt like it was more the latter i feel like or the the former i felt like it was more about you know soka has got her own show coming obviously we're not going to see her again in this in this show and it's like will i see you again i don't know will luke be in a Soka show
1: I think there's yeah, genuine in find intrigue out. from Luke, though, because he's still young, and I think him I think knowing it that means she was his his dad's apprentice. It's a link to Anakin. That's the it main felt part.
0: like it felt more like episode his tone felt like an episode for Luke and not the Luke that we ended on in episode six.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, he's lonely. Like I think at this point he's trained, um, he's trained Leia, and she's backed away from her training. He's trying to train Grogu, no, but it's, she can't have yet
0: because she yeah. she. What makes her back away from her training is that is the stuff that goes on with Ben, isn't it? That's the thing that
2: made her back down.
1: Um, no, it's like training post indoor, so they train on indoor, right?
2: Yeah, it's this is it's been it's been f- it's been five I gotta years.
0: Get, I got to get a power thing for my laptop.
2: Oh, good. We'll keep going. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, Leia's already trained for a smidge and has right. backed away. And so, it's pure
1: speculation, but I'm pretty sure they like they kind of hang around for a little bit and he trains her on indoor.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, I think that she's the way that it looks in the rights of Skywalker doesn't look like the planet that they're on right now. The planet mm-hmm. that indoor looks more like a European forest, and where they're at now looks more like a pacific island or like eastern asia like bamboo and all that stuff um i don't think i think that he tried to train leia and it didn't work out and he's like so we got to start from scratch and that's why they're building the whole new temple and everything um it's interesting because uh it was really crazy whenever ahsoka tells luke he's just like his dad that was i don't know i saw so many memes it was like it was a picture of Anakin killing the younglings and a picture of Luke raising up his lightsaber towards Ben. And it was like so much like your father. (laughs) Uh, I thought that was funny. Um, You know, what's so crazy is I'm such a nerd when it comes to like looking for every single Easter egg. And so when, when he says, uh, "Will I see you again. And she says, perhaps the word perhaps is a red flag in my mind for Thrawn. And so when she was like, perhaps I was like, does that mean something about Thrawn? Is that something about Thrawn right there? And I don't think it has anything to do with Thrawn. Um, but it does make me wonder, uh, I saw something on Twitter earlier where it was like, if I could get more Boba Fett, unless everyone else in his finale of his show, please. Um, I guess somebody had put out there to one of the bigger podcasts. Um, do you think we'll see Thrawn in the finale of the book of Boba Fett? And the person was like, I don't want that. And, It's funny because as much as I've been like jokingly hating on all the cameos the last two weeks about I want Boba Fett to have his own show, I would be so psyched if we saw Thrawn <laughs> in the finale of Boba Fett. It doesn't make sense to me because he's not a work with drug dealers kind of guy. But uh, I don't know. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Maybe he's trying to you take over. Do you think
1: we'll see the- any of that hashed out in the Ahsoka show?
2: Oh, we're going to see Thrawn in the Ahsoka show 100%. 100%. I Hope that he kills her. Ahsoka's
0: show. <laughs> where is it at in the timeline? Like it's all it's all earlier on, right? It's like As, the Ahsoka's,
2: and four. No, 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 no.
0: It's current,
1: we might see to Mando we or.
0: might see okay.
2: things, but the Ahsoka show, their focus is it's gonna be Ahsoka and Sabine looking for Ezra Bridger, who's with Thrawn right now. Gotcha. That's why to me, like looking far into the future. I don't see Thron being the main bad guy of the bigger picture the way that he was in the legends material because a in new content he's much more reasonable b in new content so in legends he was kicked out by the chiss and picked up by the empire and canon he's kicked out but it's like a secret mission he goes on because there's a big threat looming over the chiss ascendancy and he's trying to find allies for this bigger threat so his number one thing and this is something he says and it's on the back of the of the cover for the new Throne book is i will protect the chiss ascendancy at all costs no matter what it takes no matter what it costs and so to me if he talks with ezra and as you know time's gone by and the empire's fallen why would he try to reestablish the empire if they can't help the chess anymore so maybe he's the bad guy and he has a change of heart i don't know but i can't see a world where him and ezra coexist for like months on end or however long you know god knows how long they're gonna be hanging out and he doesn't see things from ezra's point of view like he's he's not um he's not the kind of guy that is so set in his ways that he won't listen to your side. Like he he wants to know what's the the clearest you know most easy path of victory for his people. So if that means jumping ship because the empire's fallen and trying to get on with Luke Skywalker and the New Republic, that's what he's going to do.
1: Right. I feel so like we'll there, see. it's probably going to be a send off of him reuniting with the Chiss because I don't see him coming back and being either super bad or super good one way or the other and not being prominent in Resistance era stuff. So yeah, I think that probably. It's weird because some other bad guy and he's not the total
2: bad guy that we've gotten from the old stuff, but because the first order exists, he can't be so as a fan and as a guy who's read, like everything that's ever come out about Thrawn, every book, every comic, every commentary, every anything. I don't see a world where Thrawn is present in the known galaxy and he's not at the head of something somewhere when the first order rises that he's not either a part of the first order or a part of the resistance against the first order. So the fact that he's not prominent in the sequel trilogy makes me think that he's gone out of the picture and I don't want him to be dead. So I'm hoping he's just out there in wild space somewhere, just doing something crazy.
0: One of the things that he was really known for was building this fleet though, right? Yeah. the Horse. And so any chance in the world that coincides with the fleet that the emperor has in nine at all,
2: No, because the emperor sees, so here's the thing. So Thrawn's like a, like a chess player, right? So like in the book, Thrawn alliances, Vader's like, have you thought of a way to defeat me, to kill me? And Thrawn says, I've thought of three ways to kill you. And he's talking to Darth Vader. That's one thing that's cool about Thrawn is he's like, he's confident because he's so analytical. Like he doesn't understand the emotional trauma of you don't talk to Vader like that. He's asked a question. He gives an honest answer. So, in the Thrawn trilogy, not the alliance, not the uh ascendancy trilogy, but just the, the regular thrawn trilogy that reintroduces him into canon. By the end of it, it's revealed that the emperor welcomes Thrawn because he wants a bridge to take over the chess ascendancy. But it's also revealed that Thrawn knows that, he understands that, and he can totally read the Emperor. And he's gonna try to get one on the Emperor before you know, like they're they're both playing each other. So I don't think that the emperor would have let Thrawn in on Exegol. It's too, it's too big of a, of a, of a piece on the game board to have someone who's not hundred percent in your fold. Know gotcha. about it. He knows, and he's talked to Vader and said, Thrawn's in it for the Chiss. He's not in it for the empire. He's not in it for the Sith. The, the final order was kind of a step up from you have the empire who's loyal to the empire because they think that the Jedi were evil and it's going to replace order in the galaxy. The final order is a Sith cult. I mean, the people who are there by the time that the sequel trilogy takes place, there are hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people who have been born on Exegol, who are raised by Sith cultists, and they're flying these TIE fighters for the glory of the Sith. Like, That's one of those things that you you have a movie and there's so much cram packed into the Rise of Skywalker to try to appease fans who didn't like The Last Jedi who are also trying to figure out the end of this trilogy. And that could have been a whole freaking series in itself is the final order. Let's find out what the freak is going on. These are Sith cultists. What do they look like? What are they chanting in that arena? What are they wear? Right. Do, you right. know What do they eat? I want to know all of these things. And I got a couple of chants and a uh, a weird random group of starfighters that nobody knows how to get to Exegol except for these three million people who come to save the day. Kylo Ren had right. to have a Sith Wayfinder to get to Exegol. He's the most gifted Force user we've seen on screen since Chief Palpatine. And the whole crew they, of Spaceballs can get there in 30 minutes. But no, R2,
0: R2 sent it out to everybody, didn't he?
2: But you still That's have to navigate does. it. You still have to navigate say, but, uh, I
0: don't know, but it's just amazing. R2 has saved the day. In every timeline so far, yeah. Star Wars.
2: It's so funny because he saves the day, but then uh Din Djarin's like, "Hey, droid, tell me where Skywalker yeah. is." Like, it's funny no that yeah. R2 I is. feel like
0: R two D two is probably the main character of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> we have not.
2: Yeah, realized. he's definitely. If it he wasn't for R two, everyone would be dead.
0: I'm telling you, R two is the force in in a person. It's like they're it's it's R two.
2: Like, imagine if. Like what if R2 didn't reverse the elevators on Grievous's flagship at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith and the Emperor Anakin and Obi-Wan all just get smushed at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith and the whole <laughs> galaxy is just thrown into disarray. <laughs> yeah. I would have been for the better of the galaxy actually at that point. I'll trade Always. you one Obi-Wan for Darth Vader and the Emperor. Um, okay. So two wild predictions for the finale. And I was telling Chance earlier, Zach, he's like, I don't know how to make a prediction. And I was like, just tell me something crazy that you'd want to see, even if you don't think it's possible. So I'll throw one out here to Chance that we talked about before we started recording and give me your take on if you think it's possible and how it would play out. But um, so let's say the Pike Syndicate and them taking over Tatooine uh, is a bigger deal and it gets out to the New Republic and the New Republic sends... Some trusted people who know Tatooine back and Han Solo and Chewbacca show up in the finale and Chewbacca and Black Kersantan are technically on the same side. How's it play out?
0: That's just wild. I I don't see how that could possibly happen with one episode left unless they had spent the last (laughs) two episodes preparing us for it. Right. But the fact that the last two episodes have been more Mando than anything, I feel like that you know, I'm just, I don't see how they could introduce more new characters in the right. finale
1: here. It'd be exhausting trying to just yeah. bring in more and more people. <laughs> so, we need yeah.
2: boss, Han solo, Chewbacca, Leia,
1: <laughs> right? Admiral Akbar
2: that's who needs a show to right the wrong that was done in The Last Jedi. We need the Admiral Akbar show, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it's really crazy because if you think about it, like, I imagine, okay, obviously, like. Like you said, there's been so much time away from the main line of the story. Um, but imagine what if they had been building up to the New Republic getting involved and they send Han and Chewbacca. Obviously, Chewbacca and Black Kersantan have beef. But then what if Bosk is on the other side with the syndicate? So now you have Black Kersantan versus Bosk versus Chewbacca. And it's just like this crazy triangle. Do yeah, think, I, don't think, I
1: don't think Chewbacca's Chewbacca's beaten Kersantan.
2: So Chewbacca has beaten Chrysantin in the comics, but it's a hundred percent because of plot armor, because we all know in a legitimate fight, Black Christantin would wipe the floor with Chewbacca. Like Chewbacca's kind of he's amazing. He's an amazing character. I'm a Chewbacca yeah. apologist, but it's well known to Star Wars fans that Chewbacca is kind of on the wimpier side, not wimpier, but like he's There's a he's lot not, of talk. He's not built like a Wookiee should be built. Make sense.
0: Yeah. I just feel like Chewbacca is a, he is a, like a, you know, there's a lot of threats. I don't feel like we get a whole lot, particularly in the movies. I don't feel like you actually see a lot of violence from Chewbacca because that's not what they wanted. They wanted a character that the big scary beast that's actually the big teddy bear and that kind of yeah. character. And, and so that's what you get with Chewbacca. You, they really do a good job of making you sympathize with a character that you can't understand. And um, yeah, I
2: think the only way that we get a big character that's not already been revealed is again if it's a book of boba season two but i would agree i would rather boba be a bigger part of the mando story than to stay on Tatooine for another minute right let it It, rot. it feels
1: too small for the huts. knew what they
2: were doing it's a worthless rock just get the freak out of there all right what's one thing if you got to write the script one thing you would like to see in the finale chance and then we'll go to zach and then we'll close out
0: you know i uh i'm I'm interested to see if if Kira is going to make an appearance at some point, whether it's in this or (laughs) or in some other capacity. Uh, just because they have done nothing to my knowledge with that character for the most part. You know, there's some well uh, they started a new
2: right. The new comic called Crimson Rain, which is
0: but there I'm here, I've I've heard a lot of speculation. Very suspicious. I've heard a lot of speculation about Crimson Dawn, obviously Disney. They know what they're doing when they're talking about creating timelines and planning things ahead. Like, right. You know, I, th- I think that, you know, right now they're making such a big push on high Republic stuff with the younger audience. And I just think it's because in 10 or 15 years, they're going to roll out a whole bunch of new high Republic movies. And they want a bunch of people like us that have already grown up in it that are diehards. They're trying to create a new wave of that. So I think to me, it makes well, sense. It's like that they're, they're, really-
2: they're getting a huge payoff right now from like the Clone Wars movie. Didn't care for it in two thousand and eight when it came out, and I didn't like Ahsoka, and now yeah. we all love Ahsoka and Cad Bane's the talk of the town. So, yeah, that was, that was before the Disney purchase, but it's still twelve. It's a twelve years ago.
0: Yeah, it's a know, it's a plan ahead. Off. So I think that's what they're doing with High Republic. But I say all that to say that you know that's why I feel like at some point kira has got to make an appearance. They went to too much trouble to make the mainstream audience know that Maul is alive at the end of Solo and that Kira was specifically his apprentice. And they did, right. all, they did all that yeah, trouble we, to make sure you know that. Yeah, but they've we not all know that anything, Maul is
2: gone by now. But they haven't
0: done anything to the mainstream audience with that again. And obviously the comic book audience is considerably smaller. 100%. Um, and so, you know, I feel like that, we've got to we've got to see that character back at some point actually performing and in the comics you know one of the things that is you know that she was formidable and and believable as an apprentice to Maul, and so i think that yeah uh, that's my wild prediction is does she make an appearance maybe not even in this episode but you know the classic at the end of the credits almost type thing like yeah the the book of
2: boba fett you know yeah, like the exactly. whole Trailer for the book of Boba Fett was just that little scene at the end. We had no. Yeah. They had just, yeah. There was rumors about a Boba Fett show. They bit. They did that big investor thing. Didn't reveal a Boba Fett show because the next week at the end of the you know Mandalorian finale, we got a book of Boba Fett reveal. So absolutely, it very I wonder much if be Akira.
0: Like yeah, if Akira is going to be that kind of moment. Crimson Dawn comes in at the end of this next episode. We find out they're the ones that's because that's been speculation everybody's had anyway. And yeah, we Crimson Dawn show very end of the episode. And they do a good job with this, right? The end of Mando season one, all of a sudden, boom, Darksaber. We're all blown away. End of Mando season two, boom. There's Luke Skywalker. We're all blown away. And I just feel like, you know, for them to end this season with, Crim- you know, maybe Boba and Mando, they take care of business with the Pikes. And then at the very end, Crimson Dawn shows up. We get this yeah. quick flash of Kira and we know the story's not over. So that's my prediction.
2: 100%. Okay, Zach, two bold predictions for the finale. That is only a few hours away at this point i'm so excited
1: unrealistic uh i agree with you a boss could be sick i don't think they're going to bring luke back in but seeing luke drop in there and just slice through a couple pikes would be sick but i think it's pretty unrealistic realistically i think we are going to see a couple characters die i think finnick uh, is most likely in my opinion i think maybe chrysanthemum Um, And then I I agree, I think they're done with nodding and um, showing Mando stuff. So I think they will send a nod to another character or another storyline. And I have to agree with Chance I think it's probably going to be Kira and um, them I think you probably get uh, a clip like a little clip. From behind and it's like kira's ponytail or something silly like that yeah but i think we're, we're gonna get like a little tiny just blitz so they scene. don't have
0: to pay homegirl for the episode right they can use whoever they
2: want
1: they're like yeah. oh that? that's that's kira you just let's just right. do the
2: body, yeah. dude at this point with right. the freaking uh with the freaking technology they have they can just paint her in like they've been doing with luke you know what i mean you pay a yeah. royalty Dope. fee versus the whole fee
1: I think send off wise, I think we are going to see the Pikes done. I think Boba's going to claim his throne. We'll probably see a cool just moment of him just standing on top of something. But I don't know if they're going to continue the Boba story. I think we'll see him do some cameos, maybe in Mando, maybe a couple other projects, maybe Ahsoka, but stuff kind of within the time we're in. Um, But I I think they're going to kind of do a simple send off for Boba and we'll close out with like a cool little cameo for something in the future. I agree. before Go you do
0: your show, I I'd also feel like it'd be really cool to see a moment where maybe uh, Bobo gets kind of his senses knocked out of him for just a second. And you get one more Camino flashback. Like with Jango Fett. Yeah, you get some sort of, yeah, like he just gets like, you know, he just gets rocked by something. Someone falls on him, something like that. And you get that just because we, ha- you know, we, we they 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 kind of, they did a lot with the Tatooine and the Sand People side, but not. I'd like to see just a, just give me something with Camino. Give me something. What I think
1: would be cool is if they do a mirror effect of like scene to scene of like him and Django. And it's like, they like turn and they shoot and it's like, it goes flash, flash, flash. And it's like Django, Boba, Django, Boba, like doing the same movements and kind of mirror effect throughout like a couple scenes. That would be awesome.
2: I think that would be sick. Okay. I'll give you two crazy predictions. All right that I haven't said yet. All right, here we go. Here Two go. crazy predictions. I got, and we're running out of time again because we love this stuff. All right. <laughs> Two crazy predictions. Number one, we see another clone trooper on screen with Boba Fett. He's been looking for a family. He found it with the Tuscans. It's been taken away. Now's the perfect time for a, a Rex or someone like that to show up and be like, Oh, do you need a little help? That would be sick because in the clone wars, he's like, you're not my brothers, but now he wants that he's matured he's different and to see Timur morrison talk to Timur morrison i don't give a <laughs> flying frick if it's corny i want it uh to see him or to see like what if record walks on screen and goes now this is a fine you know something crazy like that uh okay another bold prediction would be um Han Solo does show up for some random reason to tattooing. Maybe he's not sent by the New Republic. Maybe Chewbacca is not even there. And that takes care of the whole Chrysanthemum conundrum. But I would love to see Han Solo and Boba Fett fighting side by side after being a thorn in each other's side for all these years. And it shows the maturity of both characters laying down their grudge for the greater good of the galaxy. Because Han oh. hates the Han hates the Pikes. He hates Spice Runners. He was a, he was, a, he had a problem on Corellia with the, you know, the Grindelids and their whole White Worm gang. The Pikes were a pain in his butt in the solo movie. And it would be really, really sick. The Pikes enslaved Chewbacca or not Chewbacca, but Wookiees. So yeah. I don't know. Just if, something like if
0: that. Han makes an appearance, there's no way we don't get Kira. Cause yeah. that's, they, that, that's the, they, they left that storyline open. If Han, I think we're more likely to see Kira. But if Han makes an, I think we're more likely to see Kira now and Han in whatever show Kira's right. featured in. 100%. That's where I think we see Han
2: again. 100%. Well, dude, thank you guys for hanging out. I told you it'd be 30 minutes, and I think we've been going for almost two hours. Uh, <laughs> but, or not two hours, but like an hour and a half, something like that. But yeah. thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, we're going to try to get this uploaded before the finale comes out. So listen to it, watch the video, and see how many of our prophecies come to pass. I'm pretty good at this. So, episode one of mandalorian season two i said you know it'd be neat and really far out there a crate dragon and everybody was like that's kind of crazy and what do we get so uh we'll see we'll see i think he's gonna ride the rancor i think we're gonna get a couple more cameos i hope that it's an hour and a half long that's my hope is that it's a really long episode that would be sick because we we need some time with Mm Boba. we definitely do so thank you guys for tuning in if you like this video please subscribe to the channel follow us on
1: all those places and we will check you next time may the force be with you